welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space. My name is John Kelly, still joined by Shane Ambrose on the other end of the Skype line. And about six weeks ago, I caught up with friends of mine, Barbara and Jared Hanley, and asked them to share some of their faith journey with us. So today, we're going to broadcast that interview, started with Barbara. Okay, I will, Sean. Um, I was thinking about this before I came on, you know, where would I start with the story? <clears throat> and I'm just thinking, I think for me, it started when I was around 12 years of age. Um, at home, we used to have, um, I think all families used to have this big Bible at home. And, um, it always fascinated me. It was an amazing book but there was a sort of a you know a sense of fear around it as well you know the bible it was sort of like this book that was up up on a shelf and it wasn't really accessible to anybody but I remember reading and there was a prayer in the front of that and it was a prayer to the holy spirit come holy spirit fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindling them the fire of your love and I remember saying that prayer and even though I was very young, there was something about that prayer that moved me deep within me at that young age. I didn't know what it was. I don't know how to describe it any better than that, only that it was something stirred inside me. And I knew that prayer was the, you know, was the start of it. And I continued praying that. I didn't continue it every day now, but I prayed it. I prayed it very, very often. And um, I think that was kind of the start of that whole uh, sense of an awakening of the Holy Spirit within my life. Um, I come from a family of 10. There's three girls, seven boys. And my father used to say that the girls were very expensive and that's why we only had three girls in the family. Yes. So, um, <clears throat> so that was, you know, like I was... Um, I was kind of a shy child. I was, I was, I was quite timid. I had a very, very bad stemmer, and um, I was quite a nervous child, really. And but I was very uh, sensitive and very perceptive. I think at a very young age. I think you know when you have something like that. You know when you have something, you know, like a stemmer like that, it does make you kind of very, very sensitive because you're, you know, you're, you know, you're more. Um, I don't know, you're just more perceptive, I suppose, is the best word, you know, to describe that. Um, uh, we came from, um, I suppose, a noisy family with seven boys, you can imagine. <clears throat> and um, I think my father was instrumental in passing on the faith, you know, to me, I think, more than more than my mother. I suppose my mother was very busy with a lot of children, but I do remember my father being quite devout. And he had a sister who was a nun. The holy nun, as we often would refer to her when she'd come and visit. <clears throat> so, um, like, you know, that would be, you know, where I came in the family. And at a very young age, uh, Jer and I met, actually, my husband. We were childhood sweethearts. And, you know, like I said, we came from a very sort of a noisy, boisterous family. And um, there was a certain amount of sort of... Uh, Hardship in the rearing, I don't mean hardship now that we were, you know, a hard, you know, a poor hardship, but harsh kind of like, you know, you got on with it and, you know, there was no time for, you know, pussyfooting around you like you just had things to do when you got on and did them, you know. 
when I met her, he had a different family. Um, and that was the first thing I remember. When I, you know, when I went to meet his family, what I became aware of was um, there was uh, a lovely gentleness in his family. And um, just, I remember thinking it was very, very different to my family. And I remember thinking it wasn't real. There was something that wasn't real about it. And I remember thinking, well, do you know what now? There's nobody this happy. And I'm going to be here someday and the whole thing is all going to fall apart. And, you know, this just isn't real. But that never happened. Um, the the one thing I remember about his family is his mum in particular. She was a, a woman of prayer. You know, her name was Frances. And my mother's name was Frances too. Um, she was a woman of prayer. I always remember seeing her praying. And I remember being quite fascinated about that. She had a lovely serenity about her. A lovely gentleness about her. And uh, that's something that I really, um, I really, I wanted to aspire to that. Um, Ger and I anyway went on, you know, actually before that, um, Ger and I used to go up to the Redemptorist for the, you know, when we were quite young, we were about 16 or 17, well, about 17 or 18. And we used to go to the Redemptorist, uh, to the Novena on the Saturday night. And... Um, we do that and then we go off dancing on a Saturday night after that. We go to the half seven novena or seven, a quarter past seven novena and then we go off dancing. And do you know what? It was lovely. And I remember just a funny thing one time. I remember thinking one time, do you know what? I've enough of this old novena. I just want to go out now and go out earlier and have a good time earlier in the night and go off dancing later. And I remember Jar came down and um, I stood at the door and I said to him, um, I don't want to go up to the novena at all. Um, now, I said, it's either me now or Our Lady. Exactly. What was I thinking? He turned on his heel anyway, and he went up to the novena. And he came back down later, and of course, we'd forgotten about the whole thing. I did. I never tried that again. But, you know, you know, we got married anyway, and um, we, you know, we had our family, and... Um, we always had a sense of of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. We always prayed. We always went to mass, and um, but we were searching for something maybe a little bit more. There was a time in our lives when we were kind of searching for something a little bit more, and uh, even though we had tried a couple of different prayer groups, um. I knew this man, um, he was actually a, a supplier of mine at work and um, he was involved in a prayer in a prayer group in St. Paul's. So we said we'd give that a try. And um, we happened to arrive on that Thursday night and it was the second night of the Life in the Spirit seminars. So we kind of stayed going with it and uh, that was something very, very new for us. And we had a real sense that uh, the couple and the people involved with the, you know, the Life and the Spirit seminars, they took a real interest in us. And, and you know, I felt that. I actually felt that we were, you know, they wanted us there and they were interested in us. And, um, and we were curious as well. And we wanted to take our faith further because we had had this, you know, Jerry and I had had this... Um, you know, we met through, you know, we always felt that, 
you know, going to mass, uh, going to the Novena on the Saturday night. There was a sort of a golden thread all the time going through our lives. And somewhere along the line, it, it got a little bit sort of lost. And, you know, when you're busy with family and I was self-employed, so there's a lot of things going on. We were very, very busy in our lives, even though we would always have prayed I always prayed and that would have been central to our lives really any decisions we made we would always pray about it pray together um but anyway we started at the prayer meeting uh, in saint paul's and we did the life in the spirit seminars and by the time it came to the end of that really something something had changed altogether i think the way i would describe it is you know, for me anyway, my faith became more mature. And the scriptures, in particular, when I go to mass, the scriptures just suddenly seemed to kind of scream at me. And just in a new way, they just came alive. And I, you know, I had a hunger as well in my own life to read the scriptures more. And we continued going to the prayer, to the prayer meeting and we were very, very blessed with John and Adriana. They were the couple that, you know, we were, you know, they were, you know, John was a supplier of mine at work. I'm, I'm a hairdresser. And uh, um, so they took a real nurturing interest in us. And um, after the Life in the Spirit seminars, they used to do these um, on a Monday night. They invited us along. And they even supplied us with a babysitter at the time. It was just wonderful, really, the way it all kind of came together. Their daughters were young teenagers and they used to babysit for our children who were very young at the time. And um, we'd go to the Monday night and we'd listen to the tapes. There was teaching tapes, like there was Francis Hogan, Ralph Martin, Richard Rohr, a whole load of key speakers like that. Now, an awful lot of it, I have to say, at the time would have gone over my head. Um, but the strange thing about that is I had a sense deep within me that, um, you know, not to worry about not really understanding what I'm hearing. Uh, don't worry about that. Take, you know, kind of I took what I needed from, from it. But, the you know, the amazing thing about that is I many, many times in my life, years after all of that was all finished, all the, you know, going to the Monday nights, many, many times I would hear something maybe at a conference. We used to go to the conferences in Dublin, the Charismatic Adult Conferences in Dublin, or meeting people within those conferences or sharing my faith with different people or like I found that. Those things that, you know, those um, scriptures that we had that, you know, I would hear in John and Adriana's house that I didn't understand back then. Something, you know, would somebody would say something and I would suddenly link back to it. I always found that there was a link with something that would be said or something that would be happening in my life. Um, there was always a link back to those nurturing years of listening to those teaching tapes. And it all kind of, um, it's like being revealed or unfolded. You know, not all at once, because that wasn't necessary, but definitely in those key moments, I found that that happened. And I find that extraordinary. I really did. Um, 
that really that golden thread as i called really as i called it really continued through our life and i suppose what you know we often talk about the holy spirit and you think oh you know what does that mean but for us it was actually very real because it was really woven into our lives um even with our children when they were younger um we'd always like our, i remember when they were sick we'd lay our hands on them and we'd pray with them and um it was just natural to us, really. And it was natural for our children to see us doing that. And um, many, many times, you, especially now, you know, babies, when, when they'd be sick and they'd have a temperature and you wouldn't know what was wrong with them. And many times we, we saw them, you know, calmer. Like, you know, it isn't that you didn't have to bring them to the doctor. There's many times we did have to bring them to the doctor, but thank God they were never very sick children thank god for that and i do believe that was because we prayed we prayed all the time we prayed for their health um when they'd go out out to school in the morning we'd say our prayers together as a family always we'd say our um our morning prayers we'd say our prayer before having our dinner we still do that we'd say our grace before meals we'd um pray with them going to bed and bless them with holy water we'd always have holy water in our house and they were the things really, they were the fruits, I think, of the Holy Spirit in our lives was we had a joy. We had a happiness, we had a harmony within our home life. Everything wasn't perfect. Like, you know, we had a lot of, uh, of financial difficulties in our life and uh, they could have impacted us very, very neg- you know, negatively on our relationship, even as husband and wife, because they were very, you know, we had, you know, we had a lot of things going on. But we, I truly believe that if we weren't, if we didn't have the Holy Spirit in our lives and a prayer and that discipline of prayer in our lives, I really do believe that things would be an awful lot different. Um, and that was, I suppose, really what the reality of having the Holy Spirit and the Lord in our lives and being faithful as well, you know, We've always we've always been faithful to going to mass. I try to go, you know, a couple of times a week. Now in COVID, you know, the times of you know, you know, during this um, pandemic, um, it's a joy to be able to go online and you know have mass every morning and go different places. It's lovely. We often say, you know, will we go to Kerry this morning or will we go to Cork or, or will we stay in Limerick, you know, have masses in different places and that's lovely. So that's still continuing in our lives. Um, that, I suppose that's kind of more or less um, a little flavour of, of my story or of my, of my testimony um, of the Holy Spirit working in my life. So thanks, uh, thanks to... Barbara Henley for sharing some of her story with us this morning. And now we can listen to her husband, Jared, share his thoughts. Jared Henley, um, um, Barbara's husband. Uh, and Jared, would you like to share a few thoughts yourself and maybe how the Holy Spirit has touched your life or general thoughts about the Holy Spirit? Yeah, just to follow on there from what Barbara said earlier about uh, going up to the novena, it, it was a tough choice. <laughs> And keeps reminding me that, you know. So, uh, good morning again, John. Um, yeah, the Holy Spirit. Um, one of the things that um, common sense is one of the first gifts, and I need a lot of that 
common sense. So the Holy Spirit um, has been a great um, leveler for me, you know, a guiding me um, throughout my life. And at this moment, we we'll say in the with the pandemic, the COVID nineteen, and that, you know, then our normal everyday life has been um, completely changed. You know, from being able to get to mass and do the usual, you know, pop into the church, and that that has all changed. But what we've, I found now at the moment is that there's even more of a, a reverence, a more of um, um, a time t- to reflect. You know being able to, as Barbara said earlier, being able to log in to the different churches. Um, at the moment, we, we're, we're logging into Galway, into the Clada, the Dominicans, and there's some wonderful teachings there. And to be able to reflect then throughout the day on what we heard that morning, you know, there was one brother who died there recently, um, Brother Christy, and when I tuned into the Mass, um, it, it spoke about his life. And the priest started off by saying, who was the most important person at Mass? And he said, he, he normally says this to the First Holy Communion children. So he said, God is. And this brother, Christy, had said, you know, to focus on Christ, focus on God. And one of the things that struck me in that was he was involved. He used to cook for them. He'd bring them to the A&E when they were sick. He decorated the church. He looked after the garden. And on one occasion, he had these, even if you go to Galway today, there's, there's these magnificent roses in, in, in the outside in the garden. And he said, you know, if people stop and admire the roses and smell them. Isn't that a prayer? And I was thinking at the moment we're having one of the most beautiful spring times coming into summer now, but nature is just bursting. And, you know, it's God's creation. In the beginning, God created the world and everything in it. And, you know, Pope Francis speaks so much about how we're you know, all involved, you know, with nature. We, we, we can't separate it. Like, if we're going to destroy the world, the earth, you know, we're going to be destroyed ourselves. So, like, to, to have this new image of of um, of nature and, you know, God's presence around us. So, anyway, follow, following on then, um, prayer is, is, you know, the, the usual up in the morning and do your, your daily prayers. Um, I'm blessed at the moment that I can go to work. I work in, in the railway. So, you know, even though the, the, the things have changed slightly in the transport side with less people traveling, but, you know, to witness is a little bit dif- difficult um, because of the, uh, you know, the, the situation at the moment. But, you know, the, I was able to say, say to people at work, you know, you can tune into mass, just little practical things. You can tune into the into the to get mass on, on and they didn't actually realise that they could. Um, the Holy Spirit 
I feel that the Holy Spirit has been present in our family and is present in, in lots of families, but the mind realizes that, you know, the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit, it's a family, you know, and the Holy Spirit is that love that is developed within, within a family, you know, the husband and wife and, and the children. But it's the Holy Spirit that binds all this together. You know, it's it's this love between a spouse and and the love between the children and the, the parents. Now, that's not always the case, but you know that that is the essence of it. Like with the, you know the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, your life is completely changed. You know, you you, you up to that, you just you were just living, existing maybe, or just living the best life you could. But now. It's, it's completely transformed. Now, it's not to say that you don't have, you know, that you fall back, but you're constantly growing. You're on a journey, you know, and on that faith journey, you have you have people that are further down the road than you. They have more experience, spiritual, spiritually more experienced. You know, they have more knowledge. And when you meet people like that, that they have that knowledge onto you, like the, the disciples, when they went to different um, towns and villages, that they were able to teach. And it's the same with it, you know, you need to be growing all the time. And that's true, you know, reading scripture, reading the lives of the saints, reading, you know, good uh, quality um, uh, teaching, that listening to, you know. And then when you meet people that are... Um, spiritually we say mature they will help you in your on your journey you know um you know jesus said that you have to take courage he sent his holy spirit and he's given us the eucharist and he's given us the church and i think that the you know the family has all that you know in those elements um so this morning, um, when I was doing our prayers, what came to me was that God loves you and wants to bless every area of your life. We now have to go for our piece of music. Uh, it's from the Emmanuel Community's album, Rejoice. And this one is entitled, Holy Spirit Come. Mm-hmm. 